This is Wayne McCullough reporting in from Dallas, Texas with the Simple Talk Radio. Yet again, another episode from Capex Studios in his new studio over here on McKinney. Very, very excited about this new location. Always excited to be with Kevin Ebeling, my producer, who is a phenomenal man and an excellent producer. Always excited to be here. Yes, thank you. So this is a... um, you know, it's a special day. One, it's a Saturday, which I rarely do, but I, I really wanted to get in here to the studio and get on the mic and really talk about our past. It's something that's been on my heart, and, and it's a unique and I'd say a special episode in the sense as I approach my 30-year high school reunion, so that will age me. It's like a tree. If you look for the rings, you might be able to figure out how old I am. But with that comes baggage, and we're going to talk about some of that today. So, you know, one, I want to tell you, you got to wear sunscreen. We're going to circle back to that at the end. It'll make absolute sense. So once again, it's a special edition. You know, we'll say up front, a shout out to the class of 1989 from Highland Park, my alma mater, a fabulous group of people. So... That's really the driver of this today, but any other listener out there, I think may get a feel for where I'm going, how I feel about the past, and frankly, how I feel about the future, and, and what it holds for us, and, and what it holds in your um, mind's eye, and, and that'll be an important concept as we uh, progress here. So it, I'm generally unscripted when I do what I'd call personal episodes where it's just me without a guest. And, and really, I'm going with that again today. So there can be moments where I gather my thoughts or think. And so just bear with me in that. But these unscripted ones I think are important because you can get just a, a free flow. So as we launch into today, one, I appreciate all of you that have been listening and reviewing and rating the show. It's very much appreciated. Two, we always cover the big five, which are faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. And, and most shows touch on, on that in one way or another, one of those subjects. Today will be a little bit all over the map. I'd say friends is pretty deep here. There is a faith aspect. But so just the big five F's in life is what we call that. And, and the goal of the show is to give people tools and the ability to balance those. And as I always say, if one is out of whack then others get out of whack and then the wheels begin to come off the bus. So if we can try to keep everything in line as much as we can, then life can just be easier. But living in the past does not make life easier. And that's where we're going to start today and talk about, there is what I would call out there a ghost world. And the ghost world is where you have been. So you have passed through a part of your life, and the ghost world is what is left behind you. So think about that. So oftentimes when I drive around Dallas, I've lived here the majority of my adult life out of um, short time in Austin when I went down to the university, and then a brief period in Washington, D.C. But my adult life, and and really my entire life, has been here. So it's, it's oftentimes when I drive around town, and I will pass by my old elementary or the home I grew up in, it's it's interesting. It's as if there is two worlds, and that world that still exists. I can look back into it, and I call that the ghost world. And, it, and it's fascinating 
because it's it's almost as if there's two dimensions. Just years ago, I was a seven, eight, ten year old boy at the higher elementary, and here I am as adult driving back there. But the, the ghost world is important because you cannot live in the ghost world. That is a bad place to be. It is great for reflection, but to move forward, you have to have grace, redemption, and what I would call the way of the buffalo and the path of the buffalo. And I'm going to hit on that at the end. So living in that ghost world is dangerous because we can often live with shame. We can live with regret. And there has to be ways out of that, right? Those shadows that are cast behind us are great, but I don't want to be turned around looking at those shadows all the time, right? So if my back is to the sun, I'm staring at my past in the shadow. I would much prefer to turn forward and look into the light. Very important. I love that feeling on a cool morning when I might go out for a run and the sun is rising and I am facing the sun and my eyes are closed and I can feel that heat coming over me and my eyes are closed and so it's dark yet I can see the light permeating through my eyelids and just letting that warmth of the sun wash over my face but I'm not turned around and looking at the shadows and so as we progress today that's something I want to talk about because when we when we look back on our past especially parts of high school elementary there are things we regret and I'm going to tell you right now because we run this show with authenticity and transparency, is that there are things that I regret dreadfully from high school and from middle school and from elementary school. Things I said, things I did, and I regret those because they were mean-spirited, they were out of place, but this is very important. I have forgiven myself because I was a child operating out of what I knew at the time, right or wrong. The important thing is that we all progress to that point that you we recognize what was wrong and what was right, and then from there operate with love and peace and the fruit to the Spirit, as I would say. So, I mean, right here I'll tell you, I will not get specific, but there are things I look back on. I, I can think of specifics in elementary and middle and high school that, that were mean-spirited or wrong, and I've claimed those and owned them and given them up. And in some cases, actually talk to people that I felt that I hurt. So I just want you to know if you have those regrets, and forget high school or middle school, elementary school, in life, one of the biggest things you can do is claim them, own them, and then give them up. Now, the flip side of this is the victim side. There are times that I felt like a victim throughout those periods of my life, and it's just as important to give up being a victim Right, We can all be at one of the roles, victim, persecutor, rescuer. What are you going to be? The idea is to escape the grip of life's drama, current, or past. Right, What I would call the drama triangle. The goal is to escape that and to no longer be a victim. So part of that, too, is owning what you have done and then realizing that you can empower yourself. So I often think about taking the past and actually turning it into a weapon. So I was going through some verses and caught 1 Samuel 2, excuse me, 1 Samuel 21, 9. 
the priest replies, The sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you struck down in the valley of Elah, behold, it is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you will take that, take it, for there is none but that there. Basically, David, who is they're referring here to, as you know the story of David and Goliath, employed a weapon from his past to wage battles in the future. And God is especially good at using our past in ways that we never imagined. That's a quote from Dr. Jim Dennison. God is especially good at using our past in ways that we never imagined. Right? So the point would be we can take those opportunities from our past, turn it into a weapon for good. So if there's something you've done, reflect on that, and then find redemption and grace and opportunity in what you've done as a way to talk to others. Right, so for me, a lot of this is, it's and where I stand in my religious beliefs, it's, it's for me to stop trying to be me, and let God be God in me. Right, because God's going to bring, reach into your past and bring forth what is valuable, and leave behind what weighs you down. You went through what you did so you could sharpen those experiences as metaphorical weapons. This is something I wrote the other day. Hurts become righteous arrows. Sadness becomes blazing swords. And brokenness becomes a steel-covered bridge as you navigate across the future rivers of life. Proceed not with caution, but with confidence. You have been here before. Never look back. God is in the winter states. Hurts become righteous arrows. Sadness becomes blazing swords. And brokenness becomes a steel-covered bridge as you navigate across the future rivers of life. Proceed not with caution, but with confidence. You have been here before. Never look back. God is anointing your steps. So I look at that as, once again, going back to the sword that David found from when he defeated the Goliath, the Philistine, is that taking a weapon of taking your past and turning it into a righteous weapon for your future which really the irony is sometimes showing your weakness, showing your faults, talking about what you have done, and using that as an example of, of, of redemption and grace. Now, this is important because we have to offer people grace. Shaming people from things they did in their youth does not work. I, you know, I, I feel for my children and your children that have to live in a world of immediate gratification and everything on the planet is recorded that's very, very tough because then you can get stuck in that. You can be judged and you can be trolled. No, no 10, 12, 15, I'd say 16, 18 year old deserves to be trolled. Developing mind, making bad decisions based on peer pressure. Okay. Most humans are walking through life with this in their mind. It's not what I think of me. It's not what you think of me. It's what I think you think of me. Okay. Sit on that for a minute. It's not what I think of me. It's not what you think of me. It's what I think you think of me. Okay, now now I want you to hand that off to a 16-year-old that's under peer pressure trying to impress other peers with developing minds. You make really, really bad decisions. So I implore you, to not judge children, middle schoolers, high schoolers. I understand there's bad kids that make bad decisions, and they should be taught properly, and they should ask for forgiveness, but you still have children 
under the age of 18, making bad decisions under dire circumstances, which is being making those decisions, the dire circumstances, looking at what other peers would think. So this that, that comment also applies to adults about it's not what you think of me, et cetera. That is a crazy concept because you can never predict what someone's thinking. So we have to find our worth in something bigger than ourselves. So shame is another thing that's been on my mind a lot lately because when it comes to our past, we often reflect on things that we've done and things we regret, and then that creates shame. And that regret is shame or shame is regret, and it's just a, it's just a vicious, vicious circle. I mean, shame causes fear, and fear can cause shame, right? It's like a clock that's broken, it just keeps putting you behind, frustrated, and just slightly missing on the day's events, right? And, and understand, I understand that sometimes it's easier to hang on to the fear, the shame, and the anxiety. But you know what that does? That allows us to continually play the victim. And I believe, now understand, these are my personal opinions, and I'm not downplaying what anyone has been through at all. But at some point, we have to let go of, the fear, the shame, the anxiety, and stop playing the victim and own what we've done or own our past. And I understand we've all been hurt in some much more than others, but you have to look up, get help, give up the hate, give up the fear and the shame, and give it to God or let others intervene. That is very important, right? And now one thing about all of this is you have to be intentional. None of it's just going to go away. Right? You can't order a meal in a restaurant without ordering. You have to talk to someone. You have to talk to God. You have to talk. You are not alone, though, and you will never be alone. Right? You have to trust me on that, trust God on that, trust your counselor. Something I wrote the other day as well, you're not going under. Faith and friends can be the life jacket. Lean back and just breathe. Right. So this goes to... I just wouldn't, I would be very careful of living in this shame paradox because it you can get trapped in that and then the shame feeds fear and the fear feeds anxiety and, and then that just leads to a, a vicious circle and then oftentimes same with the victim, you feel a victim, this has happened to me and it all has to be let go and trust me, I struggle with this much as I can but once again, it goes back to being very, very intentional, very intentional about the plans to get out of it, right? So looking back generally will cloud the path forward, okay? You, you have to look forward and take one step at a time. I had Ryan Birdman Parrot, Navy SEAL, SEAL Team 6, sniper on, and he said when you're going through, through BUDS or SEAL train, that really the only thing you can do is take day by day and put a step in front of the other. You can't think about what happened yesterday, that you almost drowned or almost killed, that it's that one intentional step forward, right? So that's just something I'd like to think about today as well as we always, you just got to wake up and try to put one foot in front of the other. I've been under a fair amount of stress, oh, I'd say a 30 or 40 day period due to outside circumstances and being extremely busy. 
And, and I just decided I'm just going to check one day off at a time and really one event off at a time. So looking back clouds the path forward. I'm not saying reflecting does. Reflecting is fine, but looking back and hanging on to the ghost world does. So let's, let's move on to just thinking about what, what is easy about our past friends and where we've come from and people. Loving people that love back is easy. Loving people when they're hard to love is very tough, right? So loving people that love us back is easy. Loving people when they are hard to love is very tough. And, and that's what I would challenge people. If, if, if you're people you don't like, think about trying to like them. It's not easy, but it, once again, intentionality is huge, is huge. So loving people that love us is easy. Loving people when it's hard, when they're hard to love is tough. So what I would say is really look back on the past and those people you thought you detested. Once again, I'm playing all this back into high school as we approach that 30 reunion for me is looking back on, clearly there were people I didn't like, and I can assure you there were people that didn't like me. But maybe I can look back on that person and give them grace from where they are operating at the time. And maybe in this particular case, if I can remember, I can find that person when I cross their path and love on them. And guess what? Everyone changes. Everyone changes, right? Right? Cocoon to caterpillar to butterfly. Right, it's it's it, that that's human evolution. Now we need to be willing to evolve, but let's give everyone a little grace and a little room to evolve. And maybe, maybe when you see them later in your life, you'll say, "Wow, that was enjoyable, refreshing." Right, I'd say look back and love. Right, find the what 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 I would call the fruit of the spirit: love, peace, joy, happiness. Right, and breathe those in. And, and just try to get out of the circle of victim, persecutor, rescuer. We don't have to live in that world. How about, how about just being? Just being. And we all need to do more of that. And, and that's what I'm sure a lot of you do. And what I'm trying to press on my kids is that their value is not based on Instagram, Facebook, or frankly with other people, that they know that their dad and mom love them no matter what. As Graham Cook would say, because I love them, 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 because that is what I do. And that applies for God in a particular case too, because he loves you, 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 because that is what he does. Right? So, and while I'm giving my kids this, clearly everybody doesn't have that advantage when we were growing up. So let's stay out of the what I call the the unholy triumphant of staying in, you know, trapped in victimhood or I need a player rescuer or I'm going to be the persecutor. Right? I mean, I do believe in empowering yourself and whatever that looks like. And I understand that's not easy at all when you're a victim. Right? Many guests come on here gestured oh and talked about that. But, you know, she said something fascinating, which is as life progresses, really trying to view life through a lens of abundance as opposed to a lens of scarcity. 
such good advice, and that, that applies to how we view our finances, how we view our friendships, and, and frankly, how we view our past and everything, right? We really, even, even a lot, especially if you're listening to this and you grew up with me in this general area, there was some form of abundance, right? So we have to be thankful for where we were, maybe not pretty at all times, but there's always, what I would say, you know, there's always something good to hang on to. So, I mean, what, what one of the goals for me is to, and Lizzie and I believe have done a good job of this, which is generally try to escape the grip of life's drama, which is I just, I can't, I can't live in other people's drama and camping out in the past is, is basically, that is a bad place to be because it generally will include judgment, regret, shame, or fear. Now, let me pause there. It was very important. I really enjoyed my growing up period. I really enjoyed high school, middle school. I think it's dicey for everybody. But I really enjoyed elementary school. And so I know I was unique in that. So I did, there, there was tough times of being uncomfortable and et cetera. But I do feel blessed in the friends I had and the relationships I made. But it is hard looking back sometimes, right? What did we really do? How did we really behave? But it's now about progressing forward. So I, I, I ask people to reflect on the past and then take that and move forward and take others with you. That opportunity to reach out to somebody you think you hurt. Or you know what? It can go the other way. Reach out to somebody that hurt you. There's a great, um, there's a great, verse in 1 Corinthians, which basically talks about you must get along with each other, you must learn to be considerate of one another, cultivating life in common. If you don't work well with other people, you're going to spend much of your life unhappy. That is from Rick Warren. Finding commonality with people is out there. I know it seems hard. There are plenty of people that are far to the left or far to the right, but there is always commonality. And frankly, that commonality should be really that we're all in this together from growing up to where we are now. And I always say, I believe most people are doing the best they can, right? There's going to be tough relationships and some people you won't get along with and and you never will. Norman Vincent Peale, one of my all-time favorite authors, talks about that. We are humans, we have different personalities, and we just aren't always going to get along. And there's some people that just aren't going to like you no matter what you do. And that's something I've had to really work on and then move from that. But you should try to cooperate with others and learn to be considerate, right? I mean, cultivating a life in common takes work, right? I mean, having a garden takes work. You have to cultivate it, right? And if you're going to want it to bear fruit, you have to cultivate it. But those efforts of cooperating with others, being considerate, being forgiving of the past, bear the fruit of happiness, and what I would believe strong relationships. So that is a lot. It's 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 a it just it's just what I wanted to put out there today as I, as I approach about oh, ten days from the high school reunion, and I mean I would really look at that as you know what I call the ghost world, redemption and grace, and really the way of the buffalo. So the way of the buffalo is we all have hurts in our lives. 
in the Indians in the plains of New Mexico discovered years ago when a storm would roll in that the cows would begin, would turn and begin to run from the storm. Well, there was two distinct problems there. One, the storm is moving. Two, cows aren't very fast. And so the herd would move, and as they moved, the storm moved along with them, and they stayed under the storm. What the Indians noticed was that the buffalo would turn when they saw the storm and go to the storm. The way of the buffalo is to turn and go into the storm. And to me, that means we must always face our storms and go through them. You cannot run from them or you will stay under them. Turn, face your past, and run into your storm. And be prepared because it won't always be pretty in there. But guess what? You're going to get through a lot faster if you run into that storm. Okay? The way of the buffalo. Okay, as you guys know, I like to leave us at the end with a few, what I'd call anything that I do in my life or anything I read. I read a massive amount of materials throughout the week. So I came across, and, and I pulled these together, the seven hacks for a healthier lifestyle. And then one thing I'm going to do this week that's unique is end with a song to the class of 89 that I think you're really going to enjoy. I'd ask you to spend the seven minutes and listen to it. But these are seven things that I've pulled together that I consider hacks for living a healthier lifestyle. And as we all get up in age to the class of 89, we need to remember to sleep. Get eight hours of sleep per night. Keep the temperature cool. Keep it in a dark room. It improves your memory. It improves your mood. It really is the key. It's where that cognitive function really begins to happen. Okay, get some adequate daily sun exposure. I'm going to read a quote. Insufficient sun exposure become a major public health problem, demanding immediate change in the current sun avoidance public health advice. The degree of change needed is small but critically important. 20 minutes of unprotected sun exposure per day. Okay, every dermatologist on the planet is losing their mind right now. But it's okay. Go out there, look at the sun, not with your eyes open, but get into the sun and get some exposure to nature and to light. Daily movement, something I'm very big on, right? Simply put, the more you move, the more energy you burn. Get out there and burn some energy and burn some calories and just move, right? That, that does a lot. As you reflect on things, that's often where I do my thinking is when I'm on the move, right? The serotonin, my serotonin increases, everything begins to fire, endorphins are released so daily movement in, in a walk is perfectly fine right our ancestors have done that forever low intensity training so i mean i do i mix in a fair amount of high intensity but use that as meditative time i'd say at a minimum seven thousand to ten thousand steps a day that's what i'm working on right now uh, i've got a tracker on my apple watch that's been really helpful so i try to get at a minimum seven i try to keep it really between, between 10 and 20 steps a day. All right, you know this one, but drink water. Water is the most important and miraculous n nutrient we have, right? That is a gift from God, and basically consume half your body weight. That's what I'd say. It's not that hard. Do your body weight, consume half your body weight in ounces. 
you guys know this one, but let's manage stress, right? The cortisol is essential to life, but too much cortisol can literally destroy you, right? And how you perceive stress is way important. A study conducted in the United States tracked 30,000 adults for eight years and found that those who believed stress was a bad thing had a 43% increase in their risk of death, where those who believed that the stress that was not bad but essential for growth and productivity had no increased risk of death. Very, very important right there. This has been very, very hard for me. Stress can create growth. It's all how you view that stress you're going under. And I'd say to combat that stress is do something you love every day. For me right now, sitting here with Kevin in the studio, something I love. So literally, when I walk out of here, I will feel better about the stress that I've had over the past week and the stress I have over the next 10 days and actually further. I would say up your protein intake. And look, don't, don't kill me. I'm not saying go eat a bunch of meat, right? That can be fish, chicken. Um, there are certain ways to get protein through vegetables, be it pea protein, et cetera, right? So you want to improve your daily energy level, raise your protein. You want to get stronger, raise your protein. You want to lose fat, raise your protein intake, right? It's just essential for those sensitizing hormones, repairing your tissues, enhancing fat loss, creating energy, right? So, I mean, I looked up some stats. One gram per pound of body weight is about what you're looking for in your protein intake. And look, get, just get your blood, blood, your blood sugar, your glucose under control, and that's real simple. Just limit the processed or the simple carbohydrates. And any of this stuff I can expound on in much more detail. You guys know where to find me. So let, let's look back here. You must not live in the ghost world. We must be kind to our past and others of those that have been in our past and understand it helped us grow to who we are. So what I would say is look into the sun, face the sun, don't look at your shadows, and you got to wear sunscreen. Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 97, where sunscreen if i could offer you only one tip for the future sunscreen would be it the long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience i will dispense this advice now Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Oh, never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they fade it. But trust me, in 20 years, you look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You are not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future. Or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind. The kind that blindsides you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Sing. 
Don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Floss. Don't waste your time on jealousy. Sometimes you're ahead. Sometimes you're behind. The race is long, and in the end, Tony with yourself. Remember compliments you receive. Forget the insults. If you succeed in doing this, tell me how. Keep your old love letters. Throw away your old bank statements. Stretch. Don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. Get plenty of calcium. Be kind to your knees. You'll miss them when they're gone. Maybe you'll marry. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll have children. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll divorce at 40. Maybe you'll dance the funky chicken on your 75th wedding anniversary. Whatever you do. Don't congratulate yourself too much, or berate yourself either. Your choices are half chance. So are everybody else's. Enjoy your body. Use it every way you can. Don't be afraid of it or what other people think of it. It's the greatest instrument you'll ever own. Dance. Even if you have nowhere to do it but in your own living room, read the directions. Even if you don't follow them, do not read beauty magazines. They will only make you feel ugly. Brother and sister together will make it through. Someday a spirit will take you and guide you there. I know. City once, but leave before it makes you hard. Live in Northern California once, but leave before it makes you soft. Travel. Accept certain inalienable truths. Prices will rise. Politicians will philander. You too will get old, and when you do, you'll fantasize that when you were young, prices were reasonable, politicians were noble, and children respected their elders. Respect your elders. Don't expect anyone else to support you. Maybe you have a trust fund. Maybe you'll have a wealthy spouse. But you never know when either one might run out. Don't mess too much with your hair, or by the time you're 40, it will look 85. Be careful whose advice you buy, but 
be patient with those who supply it. Advice is a form of nostalgia. Dispensing it is a way of machine the past from the disposal, wiping it off, painting over the ugly parts, and recycling it for more than it's worth. But trust me, on the sunscreen.